0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz post game show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe.
2: Jazz win 139 119. Let's get right to Coach Hardy in his post game.
3: How difficult is it to kind of feel like you have any sort of momentum when there are so many whistles
4: in a game? Yeah. Um, you know, the there is a flow to a basketball game, and <laughs> when there's a lot of fouling going on, um, that can lead to some of that disjointed uh, feeling that I was talking about. Um, you know, also turnovers and bunches can give you that same feeling. Um, so it was a, an, an odd night. This happens you know, a couple times during a season where you have a game that just is a little bit clunky. Um, but I think it's better to win these games than to lose them, for sure.
5: What was the key to that like, 17-0 run at the end of the first half?
4: I thought our guys just maintained their aggressiveness. Like Our pace didn't slow down. Um, I thought it was on both ends of the floor. We forced a couple turnovers in a row. Um, you know, Vando was able to get out in transition. I think it was two or three baskets in a row off turnovers. And um, that kind of sparked our momentum. And then we had them on their heels for a couple minutes there. Um, Jordan was playing with really good tempo in that last couple minutes um, attacking. It's also really beneficial when you get into the bonus um, early in a quarter. It allows you to just attack freely, um, knowing that fouls are going to put you at the free throw line.
2: Other than shot blocking, what does Walker do best?
4: alter shots the ones he doesn't block I mean he is everywhere it feels like he's he's worked really really hard um we've talked about this some recently but but he's worked really really hard on understanding the ones that he can't block and not fouling keeping his hands back using his body using verticality um and making guys have to make tough layups over him um, I thought tonight was also his best game of the season defensive rebounding um, because he's his instinct is to go protect the rim and alter shots he can be out of position to rebound at times and um, I think he, he picked his spots well of when to go challenge and when to focus on rebounding um, you know those decisions are hard to make in real time and the best guys in the league, make more good decisions uh, in those moments, and I think Walker's continuing to improve.
6: Can he be a reliable
2: lob threat consistently?
4: Yes. Yeah, he has uh, good timing, he has good hands, um, even the ones that he doesn't dunk, he's shown that he can, you know, I think he had a one-hand tip-in tonight, maybe that was an offensive rebound, but he has, he has good hands, so it's not just the dunks, it's the ones that maybe are a little bit off-target he can still catch and put off the board and finish. Um, but his length um, and his athleticism, like Walker's, a good athlete. He can really run and jump. So um, I definitely think that he's somebody that, you know, moving forward, we're really hoping can be a consistent loud threat for us. Do You think you're
5: starting to get the same rhythm that you guys had, you know, similar to the one you had at your 10th start?
4: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, it, if it's the exact same feeling. I will say that the last couple of days. Have felt amazing to not think about a suitcase and head towards the airport. Um, our guys have been spending a you know a little bit more time at the facility, getting treatment and taking care of their bodies. Um, it's great to be home. It's great to be home, and it's uh, it's great when you have those tough moments in the game to have the home crowd behind you. Um, you know, I think we've had two games in a row where our rhythm's been pretty good, but um, you know, we got to continue to. To keep our heads down, and um, you know, we have to analyze this game just like we analyze the ones we lose. There's there's plenty of things from this game that we can improve.
3: When you're when, kind of deciding between if you're going to play Nikhil versus if you're going to play Talon, what's the deciding factor there?
4: Yeah, some of it's matchup based. Um, That's they, kind of what
3: I mean. Like, what matchups do you like Nikhil versus Talon?
4: Yeah, I think um, Nikhil. Nikhil's shown the ability um, to chase off the ball pretty well, um, navigate off-ball screens. Uh, the Golden State game really stands out to me—a game where he, I thought, he guarded Klay Thompson and those guys very well. Um, Talon's physicality and length has been very good in pick and roll. Uh, I think he, he, his, his best attribute defensively right now is on the ball, um, and so. You know, in a game, if, if the matchup is going to be somebody that's maybe more ball dominant, sometimes we'll lean towards Talon. Um, and then Nikhil has shown the ability to come in as well. So, um, you know, it's a discussion we have as a staff every day is different lineups that we could see and what we think best suits our group for that night.
6: Do you coach your team to the whistle at all? Like, I guess, let me say, in fouls and in the number of travels that were called tonight, like, do you say anything about that else? <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm sorry, what are you?
6: do you, do you coach do you, do you tell them, hey, watch out how they're officiating this?
4: Oh, or... oh, yeah, I think um, you know the the plays that are coached more often, usually stuff like screening. some some nights there seems to be more of like a a trigger on moving screens. Some nights it's just not. Um, and then the other one is hand checking. Um, You know, freedom of movement is a huge emphasis in the NBA. And, you know, there's some nights where you you can, based on the rhythm of the game, you can put an arm on a guy when they're driving. And there's some nights you really have to show your hands. And so that stuff we talk about um, as the game's going on. You know, that's hard for bench players. You check in. The game already has a feeling to it and a rhythm to it and uh, you can get a couple cheap ones if you're not paying attention so we try to coach some of that stuff traveling you know there's really nothing to say i think guys get caught in tough spots drag a pivot foot um it is what it is even though i will say i'm not sure i've seen five <laughs> travels in a quarter by one team before yeah. <laughs> you watch i'm not sure they were wrong either agree.
5: Right, right. Sorry, I, I saw you watched Lowry play for Finland a lot before you guys even had him last summer. Has, how does that compare to the way he's playing now? And is it? I mean, was a different role there? Is he? Are you starting to see the same?
4: Yeah, he's. from him that, that
3: he was doing over
4: there. Obviously, for the Finnish national team, he is the focal point, point. and so you know he's not really put into any sort of a lane or a box. It's a little bit of everything, or a lot of everything actually for them. Um, and so that's just the mindset that we've had with him is let's not try to to limit him. Um, you know, we've, we've carried that over to our whole team. I think we can always, it's easy to focus on what guys can't do. And we've really tried to take the approach of looking at all of our guys and what can they do and just try to put them in those spots as much as possible. Um, Lowry has, is showing night in and night out that he's got a lot to offer. He's not just a catch-and-shoot player. Um, he's not just a screener. He's not just a guy that moves around off-ball screens. He does all those things. Um, he's good in transition. You know, we talked before the game about you know continuing to work on his pick-and-roll game as a handler, and he's working hard at that. So um, it's a luxury as a coach for sure to have a guy that um, you can really try to be creative with.
5: When you look back on that? Was there any one moment during the? Eurobasket or the World Cup qualifiers where something jumped out that you hadn't seen with him with
4: the Bulls or the Cavs? The number of times that he got the rebound and just pushed it for them. You know, he he showed a comfort level with the ball and I hadn't really seen that from him the places that he'd been. Um, You know, he was playing with with really good guards in those spots in the NBA and so... um, You know, that's not to discredit anything that's gone on with him before, but when you watched him play for Finland, it was you didn't get the rebound and just go. So that we took that and carried it to our whole team. Um, We have a lot of guys who have license to push the ball. So, um, you know, watching him this summer definitely helped shape a lot of our thoughts for him. And then those thoughts ended up, you know, bleeding into the rest of the team.
3: Very good. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, there's Jazz head coach Will Hardy, Jake Scott, J.P. Chunga filling in for Coach Lacombe tonight. The Jazz beat the Pacers 139-119. 130, uh, Very clunky, a lot of whistles. Uh, J.P., uh, Coach Hardy hasn't seen five travels by one team in a quarter. i got to say, I've never seen that
6: either. And this year you haven't seen that many fouls called in an NBA game this year. And it was super clunky. And that's why I found it pretty impressive in that fourth quarter, that thir- second half, what Walker Kessler did. 20 points, 11 rebounds. He had four offensive boards getting those tip-ins. He had the blocks to go with it defensively. This was very clunky as far as trying to get a rhythm in the game, and the Jazz were able to do it offensively. And it's like what we said in the pregame. Sometimes you really have to beat teams with your offense, and I think the Jazz executed offensively pretty well tonight.
2: Well, they scored 139 points, so I'd say the that evidence, uh, JP, will play into your uh, your argument quite well. Walker Kessler, 20 points, 11 rebounds, two block shots tonight in 25 minutes. I got to be honest; I didn't think we'd be talking about a 20 and 10 game from Kessler uh, this year, boy. He has been a pleasant surprise.
6: He certainly has, and his activity around the rim, the fact that he's always in the right position defensively, altering shots. Nemhard attacked him in that second half, and he was able to alter his shot. When they tried to go and transition in the second half was Indiana's trying to push the pace. They couldn't because Walker Kessler was walling. He is so pivotal to their defense and when they're playing well on that side because it's very different from Kelly Olenek. It's very different from Lowry Markinen and Jared Vanderbilt. They're bigs that are in the starting group. He stabilizes that second unit with his length.
2: All right, uh, the Jazz win tonight, 139 to 119. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow night. The Portland Trailblazers are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more sound from the players. We'll continue to get JP's thoughts on this one as we continue on next. You're listening to Utah Jazz.
1: The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacoe.
2: Jazz Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, J.P. Chunga sitting in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Coach is uh, a little under the weather. We uh, hope he feels better, but the Jazz win, 139-119 to over the Indiana Pacers. We'll get you some uh, sound from the players coming up. Jazz were led by Lowry Markin and tonight, 24 points, 13 rebounds. He was 8 of 15, shooting 5 of 9 from 3. Jordan Clarkson with 19 points tonight. Colin Sexton had 18. Walker Kessler, 20 points, 11 boards coming in off the bench. Malik Beasley with uh, 16. As the Jazz offensively, JP, you were just talking about it. They uh, they put on a clinic tonight. They shot 55 percent from the field and 15 of 34 from three, 44 percent. They just uh, they they did a lot right on that side of the ball
6: and 29 assists for them. Uh, Great number, which is something that you look at for this team because they need to share the ball. It needs to be that passing where it's pinging around uh, the perimeter. Lowry was the beneficiary of a couple of those in the first half. He's so good at spacing out to the corner and when he's there, he shoots the three. He's playing he's shooting the ball much better from deep than he did at the start of the season. He was like a 20% shooter in those first 10 games. Now he's coming back to form the night going five for nine and doing most of that damage in the first half, Jazz had seven three pointers. In that first quarter, that set the pace. And after Indiana tied the game in the second quarter on a 13-3 to run, that 17-0 where they blitzed them right after that, didn't let go of the rope, continued into the second half where they were able to keep this going and, and win the game outright.
2: I'm glad you brought up the assists because uh, Taylor Horton-Tucker, what a great story he is tonight. In 21 minutes, he had six points on two of six shooting, 0 of two from three, but had nine assists and was plus 28 in the plus-minus tonight, which is just a huge number. And, of course, remember, he got a DNP against the Clippers, and uh, Nah got those minutes to come in and and take those ball-handling minutes. So, Talon taking advantage.
6: And it's not just him attacking the rack, doing those weird layups, using English on the ball, going off the, the backboard. His floor game was really good tonight, and it's going to be matchup dependent, I'm sure, for Nikhil Alexander-Walker or Talon Horton-Tucker. That's what Will Hardy said. They both uh, can, in spots, bring something. Nikhil, I think, had a really good game against Steph defensively when they were trying to get back into that game. But his offensive game is more isolation-heavy. Talon spreads the ball around, and he did it tonight. That that is the best version of this offensive team is when they're passing the ball, yep. and and if they can do that, they can uh, have a lot of success.
2: For the Pacers, they were led by Miles Turner, who had 18 points and seven of nine shooting, but really just got a little bit from everybody. Uh, uh, really, everybody. Halliburton had only 14 tonight. Uh, Jalen Smith had uh, had 14, so uh, the Pacers as a team shot 43.5%. They were 12 of 34 from three, 35%, but man, they could not uh, get stops. I mean, no. this, this team is going to have a lot of trouble uh, uh, playing defense, and, and the Jazz were good offensively tonight, don't get me wrong, but... Indiana didn't seem to put up a, a whole lot of resistance there, JP. There are a lot of
6: wide open shots. Yeah. for the Jazz, Lowry had a bunch of wide open shots in the first quarter. The fact that Walker Kessler did this against Miles Turner, who is a pretty good pick and pop big, yes, it was very impressive what Walker did because he played a majority of that second half. He had twenty five minutes on the floor tonight,
2: which I, I believe Booner said is a career high. That's a for lot him. for him, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for
6: a rookie to do that against. Uh, A good big pairing, Isaiah Jackson, their second big. He has a lot of activity, big energy guy, probably plays similar to Jared Vanderbilt. That was impressive. And and Kelly Olenek, once again, he goes out there and does it on a very efficient night, going two for four from the field and ten points. Him getting those rebounds were clutch. He had an offensive board, three defensive rebounds. Kelly Olenek had a fine game as well.
2: All right, we're going to get some players uh, coming up. In fact, we'll step aside for just a moment, and we'll get some players coming up uh, right on the other side. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. 139 to 119 is your final. You're listening to the Jazz Game in Utah Jazz Basketball.
1: The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller, Utah Jazz
2: postgame show. Oh my. Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, JP Chung is sitting in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Ways campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller By the way, congratulations. To the Utah football team, who is back-to-back Pac-12 champions, they beat USC 47 to 24. If you've been dialed into Jazz basketball, there's your update. Utah wins. Wins going away.
6: What All right. Season.
2: Yeah, amazing season. And uh, man, I thought when they lost to Oregon that it was done. And the Pac-12 was a good league this year. That's a that's a great accomplishment for the Utah football team. There's no doubt. All right, JP, let's uh, let's check out just because I'm excited to get to this. Let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. A uh, NBA season record, 63 total fouls tonight called. Just ludicrous. The Jazz tonight from the line. Buckle up, JP. 32 of 37. 86.5%. Indiana was 27 of uh, of 33. The Jazz had three players who went to the line eight times. Jordan Clarkson, six of eight. Colin Sexton, eight of eight. Walker Kessler, six of eight. By the way, that's a great number for him. Six of eight from the line. But uh, a lot of fouls tonight, JP. A lot of foul shots.
6: It was clunky. It was very clunky. You could barely get into a rhythm because the whistles were going. They had nine travels or double dribbles as well. So on top of the fouls. And then there were reviews. I mean, it was... It's tough to get your rhythm, uh, but you're doing it offensively. Jazz were able to do it. That first quarter set the table for what they did the rest of the game. Because even when Indiana went on their run in the second quarter, they responded, they came back, they brushed them off the court 17-0 run. It was impressive.
2: Listen, this is my mini rant that, Jamil actually off the air got all of, so I I, okay. I will spare you what he got. But you know what? A uh, uh, referee's the the crew's job is to ma- manage the game. Oh man, my my rant cut short by the player sound. Dang it! All right, let's go down to uh, the media room. Here's Lowry Markkinen.
7: I mean, it's something to. I'm not going to travel with him, but something to do at home make the game game day even a little bit more special. You know?
3: Lowry, is it hard to get into? the flow of the game when
7: there's so many whistles being called Uh yeah, I think it slows the game down a little bit, but I mean we we can control what we do and try not to get those calls, but I mean we talk about kind of trying to keep the pace up on well, half court execution and stuff and get around get out and run transitions since there is uh a lot of stoppages in the game so trying to pick the pace up a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah, it's Slows the game down, but I mean, it is what it is.
5: How important was that 17-0 mm-hmm. run at the end of the first
7: half? Uh, it was big. Obviously, uh, we needed that spurt before heading back to the locker room. And but I think we did a good job of coming out and kind of acknowledge that. Really, in today's basketball, it's not that much <laughs> like to be up whatever 15 we were. So they yeah, can make come back real quick, so we had to be ready to come out from locker room and be ready to go.
3: What have you seen out of Walker recently?
7: He's doing Walker things. <laughs> uh, blocking shots, getting rebounds, uh, making his free throws. So, I mean, he's been great for us and just coming off the bench and brings us size and like we keep talking, telling him just to protect the rim and uh, He's been doing a great job, so it's great to have him back there.
1: Defensively, you guys started very strong in in the first quarter, started very strong in the third quarter. How how important were just the way you you guys played defense in the early junctures in in each half towards kind of setting the tone for the 48 minutes? Mm -hmm.
7: Yeah, I think it's big to start out strong and kind of set the tone, but we know it's a long game, and we can't just rely on those starts. Obviously, so I think all the guys that been going in and checking in, they're being ready to go and uh, keeping that lead. And so, try to play a full 48 minutes and try to stack up these wins.
5: Coach Hardy was saying that you, when you played for Finland last summer, you were, you know, obviously in a different role, not a, not a box around you at all or anything. And, it, you know, you're doing all kinds of stuff. Do you feel like if there's a little more of that in your game here, that you have more freedom maybe
3: than you did?
7: Yeah, yeah I mean, a, when, when I got in after the summer, I got in training camp, just he tells me to do what I just did in the summer. And I've been trying to obviously we got uh, a lot of good players on this team and uh so we're still figuring out when to when someone has it going and we just try to try to feed the guy who's who has the hot hand and uh but yeah i think it's been great to play here with these guys and with this system and with this staff and so it's a lot easier to be moving a lot on the floor not just talking about shooting all the time but just moving up off the ball and a lot of that stuff. So just keep engaging with the game. So. All right. Thank you, Lowry. Thank you.
3: Thank,
2: you. Thank you. All right. That was Lowry Markinen who was uh, good once again tonight. Seems to be always good. 24 points, 13 rebounds for Lowry. Lowry, 8 of 15, shooting 5 of 9 from 3. And only went to the foul line th- four times, 3 of 4. I'd look to see if it was a team low, not quite.
6: There were a lot of people who went to the free throw line tonight.
2: Hey, but just finishing my rant, the ref's job is to manage the game. And I get it if you, you know, a game is overly physical and you've got to keep it, you know, from getting out of hand. You make some calls and you call it tight or whatever. That that wasn't this game at all. I don't understand why they called so many fouls.
6: Walker Kessler had an alley-oop in the second half where it was a touch foul for him to get an and one. It was an easy alley oop. He he put it right right in the rim. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything, no drama. He didn't fall to the ground. Called a foul. They called it a tight whistle today, and it led to that.
2: It's putting it nicely. Uh but you know, the Lowry has been uh, the obvious best offensive player for the Jazz this year. He's just steady. He makes open shots. The three ball is is actually falling at a a a higher efficiency than it was early in the year when he was putting up those big numbers. I I can't uh I think he has been the most God oh, pl- pleasant surprise sounds so insulting, you know, it's almost like the, the, the most improved player. You know, it's like, well that's a nice award, but you're kinda insulting me at the same time. But uh the fact that he's taken his game to the next level uh six years into his career doesn't always happen and he's certainly done it.
6: And he's doing it at the th- three. He's doing it as a big perimeter player because that's something that really doesn't get shown as often is how much he's guarding guys on the perimeter and still tonight he gets 11 defensive rebounds. Right? That's that's huge for him because they don't have that type of player who's going to grab the 20 boards and secure the defensive possession cuz it's like Tim said last time on the on the show. You get it? To third down, you hold them on third down, and then on fourth down, they convert. That's that's not how you yeah. you end drives and yeah. get get the possession over. No, they they did it tonight where they out rebounded the Pacers, and doing that goes a long way to securing a victory.
2: Dynamite segue to the master of the glass, which uh, we will get to. Let's let's save that. We'll get to that coming up next. Uh, let's do the uh, the master of the glass real quick here. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, uh, proud presenters of this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And Lowry Markinen is your Master of the Glass tonight with 13 rebounds. But as JP alluded to, the Jets smashed the Pacers on the boards overall 47 to 35. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. The Jazz beat the Pacers tonight, 139-119. to We'll get you more sound from the players coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
1: Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacoe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott.
2: Jazz Postgame, Jazz win, 139-119. to 119. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share and Mark Miller, Subaru.com. Jake Scott, JP Chunga sitting in for Coach Lacombe, doing a terrific job. Tonight, we'll get uh, back down to the uh, the player sound coming up here momentarily. Uh, but I uh, want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure. The makers of Canvas throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey. And tickets to see a jazz game in a suite go to utahjazz.com dot com slash mve to nominate your favorite educator now. JP, uh, we're watching the post game. <coughs> Excuse me, reaction to the Utes here in the background. Uh, two things that I did not expect to happen tonight: I did not expect Utah to steamroll USC and pull away in the end, and I honestly didn't expect the Jazz to beat the Pacers by twenty. Fact that they won, I, I don't think is particularly surprising. But smoking Indiana, they they did that tonight,
6: and it was a. Uh- As Will Hardy has said earlier this year, perfectly imperfect game. Utes, they had a couple of wide-open receivers defensively downfield for USC. And the Jazz, they had to deal with this tough whistle. They had to deal with such a clunky game, trying to find a rhythm. But they did it, and Walker Kessler was pivotal in doing it. 20 points, 11 rebounds. This kid continues to impress. I don't know how you expected him coming over. You knew that he had a a huge block rate at Auburn. You knew he could rim protect, do that. But his offensive game, some of the passes that he makes out of the post, his activity around the rim, he he surprised me with how well he can adapt on the offensive end.
2: I'll tell you what I expected. I expected rookie big, which nine out of ten of them play five minutes a game. Yep. And have a mile of development to go before they can play consistent minutes at the NBA level. Whether they're the second pick or in the second round, that's how bigs work. Let alone playing twenty-five minutes and having a twenty-ten game. I I would not have guessed that would have happened.
6: He is a rotation player. Sure, on on a well team put. that is on any team. You put him on any team in the league. He's a rotation player. He can play, and that that's at this level, at a rookie level. As he continues to grow, as he continues to find himself, if he can expand his range, get a floater, get a post move, add something each offseason, he gets that much more valuable. And He's already valuable on this team. He's He is the rim protector that, if you look at the Jazz, if one big that you can fear, it's Walker Kessler.
2: Well, speaking of that, let's get down back down to the media room and hear from the man himself. Here is the Jazz Rookie Center.
5: How's everybody doing?
3: How are you? Good, good. Hang on. Very good. Great. Thank you, Olivia. Mm -hmm. Walker, is it tough to get into a rhythm when there's that many whistles?
5: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Um, Yeah, it was a weird, weird game, especially that third quarter. I feel like that third quarter was like 45 minutes. But, um, you know, definitely was interesting, but... You no, know, we did a good job of sticking to it and got the win so statistically one of your better games um what was, go- what was going right um you know I think that when I'm playing with with my teammates and I mean they're great at finding me um they understand that my advantage is my height um so you know they know know to throw it up and then yeah you know we did we took care of business tonight that's for sure you know I know it wasn't the prettiest game as far as the whistle and stuff, but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun Fun playing with those guys.
6: You haven't caught a lot of lobs so far this season, but
5: mm-hmm. you've got
2: like, four tonight, it seems like. Uh, man, I don't know.
5: What, what is it? I mean, because there are guys who are really good at catching lobs, mm-hmm. and is, is that just positioning, or what is that the timing and chemistry? Um, timing, uh, you know, you got to have good hands. Um, you know, obviously opportunistic, you know, knowing when to move towards the goal, knowing when to space out. Um, or running the floor. Um, And then obviously, you know, the God given height and length doesn't help because I sure can't jump very high, but other than that.
3: Did you catch a lot at Auburn?
5: uh, I did, yeah. Caught caught a good, good amount at Auburn. (laughs)
3: I saw Colin. He went to the free throw line. I think it was after his first like lob pass to you, mm-hmm. and he, he was telling you something. It looked like he was telling you like maybe to move in either later or sooner mm-hmm. uh, to to be ready for the mm-hmm. lob. Is was that what was happening? I'm not gonna
5: lie, I have no clue what you're talking about. Excellent. But um, <laughs> no, I mean I, Colin. I, I mean he's, he's such a fun fun player to play with. Um, he was probably just saying you know keep keep looking for it. I'm gonna keep keep throwing it up. So. Yeah.
3: Also, there was a moment where you were talking, you got called for a foul, okay. and you were talking to the ref, and then you kind of were talking back to Will, with mm-hmm. a so the coaching staff. Are you just trying to figure out, like, exactly yeah, what the to, foul trying was.
5: to learn, you know, try to avoid it. Um, on that play, I kind of turned my body went down, um, so that was a foul call, and, you know, and I just, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to argue, I was trying to find out why, and he right. told me I was appreciated, um, and then moving forward, you know, try to avoid, you know, maybe. It's just knowing when to go for a block and knowing when to go completely vertical. Um, so so kind of figuring that out, but definitely definitely getting better at it, I feel like.
6: What do you think the next evolution is in your game?
5: Um, That's a good question. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I have a lot to learn, obviously. Um, I think a big part of it is being able to potentially, if, if need be, switch on a ball screen. Um, you know, I understand that being close to the room is one of my advantages, but... Being able to guard that guard in a half court scenario. Um, I feel like that's a big big step. There
3: you
6: go. Any
3: other questions? All right. Thank
6: you. Thank you
2: all. Walker Kessler, what a game for him tonight coming in off the bench. The best of his young NBA career. Double double, twenty points, eleven rebounds in twenty-five minutes, seven of seven from the field, six of eight from the line, also had two block shots. And four personal fouls just for fun.
6: You got to use them. Tonight you, gotta you use to them. use them. <laughs> Tonight you did. How many people fouled out today? Because Kelly O'Lenick did.
2: Yep. He was the only one for the Jazz. Let's see. Uh, Naismith did. Okay. For the Pacers. And that's it. Uh, let's see here.
6: Two Get foul him? outs.
2: Two foul outs, but a couple of other people had five. A bunch of people had four.
6: It's been a bit of an aberration because this year has gone so quickly. And the games have gone so quickly because we talked about it in in the break. Take foul being gone. You've gotten better rhythm during these games as opposed to last year, and that's been good to see. But Walker Kessler, what a game. What can you say? He's The thing that I I really pick up on with him is how much he studies uh, the scouting report on players attacking the rim, how they go after a big who's protecting and – his ability to, even when he's jumping, adjust his hand placement and swat it out of bounds or alter a shot. He studies this sort of stuff. He was very academic when he was in college. Bruce Pearl, I had him on the podcast. I'll I'll plug my podcast. Yes, please do. Round Ball Roundup, utahjazz.com, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. I had Bruce Pearl on, and he talked about how much film study he does just to get against... Teams that he's playing against. You play in the SEC, you're going to see teams twice. It was a pretty good league. He would study the film so often to see how he could best get a block and play at this level. And he's doing so well. He's a rotation player for any good team, and he's doing it right now.
2: You know, kind of funny, everybody thought he was just a throw-in there in yeah. that uh, in that Rudy trade. Uh, kind of like a lot of folks thought Lowry Markkinen was somewhat of a throw-in in the Donovan-Mitchell trade and that, you know, there was a lot of prevailing thought out there. He'd be traded immediately, and it it appears that, you know, some of these pieces have, have got to be heavily considered for pieces going forward on a redeveloping team.
6: It's been huge to see Walker Kessler because he's, he's a first-round pick. You're already invested in him. Uh, if you're Minnesota, and then you trade him. So that's a first-round pick already coming. They got four more pick swaps coming from both Cleveland and Minnesota as a result of those two trades. Lowry, I had no idea that he could be this good because I'd never seen him as a number-one option. Could you see him taking this many shots on a team and having success and doing it efficiently? I just looked it up. Over the last 15 games, he's been shooting 43% from three-point land. That was after a tough shot, a tough uh, first 10 games where he was shooting around 20%. He has turned it on from the perimeter, and his spacing, the fact that he can guard perimeter players, he's playing the three in a big lineup, he's been a very pleasant surprise for Will Hardy and the staff.
2: You know, the funny thing is, though, is he still doesn't take that many shots. I mean, for a number one guy, and, and maybe this is coming from uh, you and I who watched Donovan Mitchell for so many years, and he took you know 20 shots a game. Um. Here, I'll get uh, I'll get Lowry's full stats here on what he's shooting per game. But I mean, even the when he's gone off for thirty nine points or or whatever it was the the night against was that Phoenix, and he only took some like twenty three shots. Yeah. I mean, he he really doesn't shoot that much. Uh, he's only taking uh fifteen point three shots per game, which ties his career high with his second year in uh, in Chicago. So he is playing the one, and he is taking more shots. But it's 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 an efficient. 22 points per game that he's averaging.
6: Well, do you have an isolation player on this team other than Jordan Clarkson, like they that can really get a shot off the bounce? Not really. I think it's just Jordan Clarkson. You you want to see that shot distribution around, and Lowry can do a lot of things. He can cut. He can he can space. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. Like he's so diverse in his offensive skill set that he doesn't need to do. That hero shot that he had against Phoenix to close out that game, that leaner, Kevin Durantish, in the way that he bounced backwards over Mikhail Bridges, who's an all NBA defensive player. Lowry able to do that, have that as a, a a shot in his bag. He doesn't need to do that every single time, but he can do it in a variety of ways and he's got other supplementary scores, Jordan being one of them. Malik Beasley, we haven't talked about him today. He had four threes, and he's doing it without putting the ball on the deck. All he needs to do is catch and shoot, and that's his game, and that's exactly what you want out of him. And he can get a lot of uh, good shots out of that.
2: He had 16 in 30 minutes, 6 of 15 from the floor, 4 of 11 from 3. Also grabbed five boards. That's a great night for him.
6: Exactly. And 4 of 11, not shy to shoot. Nope. He needs to shoot because – his spacing is key to keeping the offense going, and he needs to be at the end of those ping, ping, ping passes where he gets the wide open shot because he can bury it.
2: 139 to 119 is your final. Jazz win. they beat the Pacers. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse. Excuse me, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruiz.com. We'll uh, wrap things up. Coming up next, turn the page to Portland. Stay tuned. You're listening to Utah Jazz basketball. Bye. Oh my! Turner pick for the right. Flares to heel for a straightaway three, no good. Marking and Board.
6: Long push ahead to Bando. Touchdown, Utah! 65-54, back
2: the other way, heel, turns it over. Here comes Vando, back to the rack again.
6: I was there once, I want to be there again. Jared Vanderbilt with a left-hand layup, Jazz by
2: 13. There's our guy David Locke in your play of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you, Jazz win. They beat the Pacers, one thirty nine to one nineteen, here at Vivint Arena. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. dot com. Jake Scott, JP Chunga sitting in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Coach is a little bit under the weather. JP, nice enough to hang out with us. If you are just joining us. Maybe you're a youth fan switching over to check on the jazz game. Well, uh the jazz got twenty-four from Lowry Marketing, twenty-four and thirteen, double-double for him. Jordan Clarkson with thirteen points on or excuse me, nineteen points on six of twelve shooting. Colin Sexton, eighteen points, five assists. Uh Walker Kessler with twenty and eleven. How about that for the rook? Twenty in uh twenty-five minutes, sixteen points for Malik Beasley, uh for the Pacers. They got eighteen out of Miles Turner, Buddy Heal didn't do a whole lot for him tonight, JP. In 25 minutes, only six points, two of eight shooting, one of four from three. I was uh, a little bit surprised they didn't get more out of him.
6: I was, too, because they need his shooting to open things up for their interior game. And it was a lot of Andrew Nemhard. He had 13 points and 10 assists. I was impressed by him. Uh, The point guard out of Gonzaga, who's a rookie, he's been pretty serviceable for them. They contained Benedict Matherin, who has a lot of hype coming into this year. Averaging 19 points, he scored 12. I was impressed by the way that the Jazz were able to still play offense through this slog, through the many whistles, through all the fouls, through everything. They were able to get things going offensively and keep it going after the first quarter. And they carried it over to the second half. Lowry Markinen Really remarkable to see him do it on an efficient night, 8 of 15, 24 points. He was. He showed a little bit of his ISO game in the second half, but it wasn't really needed. They already had the game sewn up and dusted, but efficient night from everybody on the floor for the Jazz. They played really good offense.
2: Again, despite the 63 total fouls, I blame you, I blame you J.P., you know, you come in, you fill in for coach. Next time you fill in, if we have 55-plus fouls, it's officially your fault.
6: And this was a season of no fouls. This was supposed to be the season of no-take foul. Games have been flying. Felt like it. And the last two that I've come on this sh- your show have been long games. The Clifford game That's was true. pretty
2: long. It was Ew. pretty long. So, all right, it's officially your fault, JP.
6: Well, I got to go then.
2: Yeah, no, uh, uh, kidding, of course, but uh, not kidding. Uh, no, the tonight was crazy. I, I would be really surprised if we saw another night with 63 fouls at some point this season. I mean, it, this particular crew was just going to, as you put it earlier uh, appropriately, going to have a tight whistle.
6: That's the thing. Even with this happening, I, that's why I was so surprised by the Jazz performing offensively. To do this when every minute and a half you're stopping, 60 times in a 48-minute game, that is basically every – minute you're stopping the game what is going on how do i establish a rhythm how do i get into a mode where i can actually play within flow we hear will hardy say riding the wave with jordan clarkson how can you ride a wave when it keeps on stopping when there are no waves to ride they were able to still do that still function offensively it's because they're a really good offensive team and to win games this year playing offensive basketball moving the ball around, pinging it. Simone Fontecchio was the beneficiary of that too. He got in a couple of uh, threes, three hit threes for him. That's the type of night that he needs to have, three of four from the field. He needs to shoot those threes, come do what you were brought here to do, shoot those threes, get it done, play like Malik Beasley who had four threes for him, his own self, and move the ball around. Be a ball mover. Don't stop don't play in isolation, and they'll have a lot of success this year.
2: All right. We want to say thanks to everybody who had a role on the broadcast today. Appreciate the effort from everybody. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone. Big thanks to them calling all the action. Thanks to the broadcast assistants to help with us tonight. Thanks to Jameel Hawkins, as always, executive producer of the Jazz Broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. And the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller, Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own mysubaruis.com. JP Chunga, thank you for filling in, buddy. Tonight was a lot of fun.
6: Yeah, no problem.
2: Give us uh, give us another plug for that podcast.
6: Roundball Roundup, UtahJazz.com. If you're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, just search Roundball Roundup. You'll be able to find it.
2: Huge guests always on Roundball Roundup. Including Bruce Pearl and Michelle Beadle.
6: Jim Beheim was on the Jim podcast ba- too.
2: Was he really?
6: Elijah Hughes, they drafted him.
2: I had him on. How did you pull that off? Being the, did, was it fanboy the whole time, or were you able to to keep it cool and collected?
6: I kept it cool. Uh, he did see my house, though. He was able to. Oh. See, it was a Zoom interview, so obviously he was able to see what I had behind me, and there were a couple of Syracuse things. Ah, in the back. so it. it he it, got it. He
2: put him at ease a little bit.
6: Um, he doesn't like Syracuse beating people, too, when they were students, but he likes you a lot when you All finally right. leave. All right.
2: So. 139 to 139-119 is your final Jazz win. They beat the Pacers. Up next, the Jazz take on the Blazers tomorrow night at Vivid Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. You've been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.